So I rolled over to try to get out of the bed to grab a beer, and the first thing I noticed is that the trash can is right next to my head, and I'm like, um, okay, not good. You didn't you didn't remember putting it by your head? Oh, absolutely not. But that's <laughs> never a good sign to wake up to that. So woke up to that, and then I'm like, okay. Um, so I attempted in a very belabored way to, belabored. to stand up and walk myself like to just try to walk and as soon as i put two feet on the ground and tried to elevate my buns and move them so i could walk i almost fell right into the goddamn trash can (laughs) hello i'm robert stack and you are listening to the ass casters podcast Casters podcast. Andy has returned after his episode eight absence with a uh, casino story that uh, might be fun for others to listen to. I am across the table from Old Reliable and the only other person that will be joining on the podcast today, Scrode. I'm kind of a goddamn stalwart. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm a lunch pail kid. Not the, not the talented and the bu- most talented in the bunch, obviously. A tin lunch pail. Uh, yeah, a tin lunch pail. Maybe a Pinewood box lunch pail, but God damn it, I come to work. Um, hard hat in hand, and uh, it never gets on my head, so I have a lot of concussions, but and, and I'm here. Scrode the Concussed is also running most of our technology today, so big shout out to him, because Lord knows we're going to need that in a two-man booth today. I've already fucked up Four times, um, <laughs> and it took us a good hour to get here. So we made it. We are here. Uh, speaking of those who are not, some of the ass casters, people that you uh, may be familiar with, Schwammy, Shaway, he's uh, run out west to go to some type of a uh, cupcake national uh, icing convention. That's fine. Good on him. He he has the lead froster. We, yeah, I mean, it's a skill. It does come out of that weird tube in an awkward manner, especially well, if you press hard. Yeah, and when you're holding the tube in your ass cheeks, that's just a whole nother level of and, talent. And when it's white icing, it's also disturbing. <laughs> C. Dangle, Carlos, Dirty Carl, not here. Uh, also um, out of state. Uh, Do we he, know where? He's gone south. He has gone to a bachelor party at one of the grandest islands. Apparently, there's islands in, in Oklahoma, and have fun, whatever. Um, dirt Island? Yep. Okay. So Cool. He, no he, offense, Oklahoma. Uh, yeah, Red Clay Island, have fun. So, And then also, Gilberto, we're giving you a shout-out. At some point, you will join us on this podcast. We're looking for that KU Jayhawk season preview here really quick. He, he did, uh, him and... Um, Haley have checked in. Um, they they showed me the if you have an issue, here's a tissue uh, picture. Nice. So um, I approved of their of his absence, but okay. he's still gonna get shit on. So two man booth, but there are uh, quite a few things to talk about. I did notice uh, as somebody that did not attend episode eight's podcast taping, but did actually listen to it. Not a lot of sports doesn't mean that's a bad thing. There was a lot of Stranger Things thrown in there and a lot of extracurriculars, but I've got a lot of stuff on the sports agenda because we are in mid-August, woke up to temperatures in the mid-60s the other day, just a hint of fall, 
And holy shit, we are going to give you a preview on college football because college football is going live September the 1st. Interesting teams, and if you actually like to throw down a little bit of money on college football, Scrode and I are here to help you and reposition your funds to something um, that, uh, eh, who knows, may not make you a lot of money. Who knows? <laughs> it's not our job to make you money. This is for entertainment <laughs> purposes only. <laughs> so college football preview, we'll walk you through that. Multiple teams that we're going to be looking at. Uh, then we can, I mean, we're getting really close for NFL football for people that are going to be doing fantasy drafts. It's coming here pretty soon. So we're going to give you a little bit of a breakdown on strategy. Um, there's a real interesting uh, conversation about who's the number one tight end in football right now. Is it Mark Andrews or is it Travis Kelsey or is it somebody else? And then we've got other people in different positions throughout the league that you might want to take a look at on your fantasy roster. And if you're in the prop market, you might want to take a look at putting down some money on them. Hashtag Trey Lance 40 to 1 for NFL MVP after him being 200 to 1 NFL MVP. Interesting. Also, EPL has begun. So if we get done with football, we can go to football. Yeah, um, I didn't see how many goals Jizz Horncamp pumped in this week, but... Um, Had to be north of four. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, if it, Jizz, if you don't make it past four anymore, we're not going to mention you. Jizz, by the way, we're looking for that live interview whenever you get an opportunity, just at, at your convenience. Yeah, we're just bullshit about that. We're not going to mention you. We're going to mention you probably every <laughs> podcast. But As you can tell by the, the, the hosts that don't attend our podcast, we're really desperate for people to have guests on our shows. So please, please, please. Uh, also, other topics, if we migrate away from not only football, but EPL, uh, in Delaware, of all places, the PGA just had a meeting to talk about the future of the PGA Tour oh. against all of the Live Golf. Cam Smith, I believe, uh, has decided Traitor. that he is going to take his game to Live Golf. And Tiger Woods has uh, basically got the troops together remaining on the PGA Tour to what I hope is share Arnold Palmer's message about protection of the game and protection of the pga tour so we can get there and there's actually a little bit of hockey to sprinkle in as well you know uh from maybe listening to some of our earlier podcasts when we were just getting to the end of the nhl calgary season, that calgary uh has had quite the off season and uh, they finished, I, I think they're done with their off-season drama now, but they have just got a recent acquisition that we will talk about, and we'll talk about their off-season as a whole and where this leads them for their season, their season moving forward. Finally, if we have the time, and why wouldn't we, U.S. Mullet Championship. So many things. Um... So many things. Um, I don't know. Jizz Horncamp. Sorry, bud. Um, where do you want to go into first, Andy? So let me explain my absence from last week. Ah, shit. Uh, so you, okay. So you heard our last episode. You were allowed to listen to it because you finished Stranger Things. I did. So what happened? In what, Stranger Things you, or no, at the for casino? You, for you at the casino, what happened? Because you just went up there with the parents, 
correct. I did. And, and I left with an Uber. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And an Uber you knew. It was an Uber I knew. We knew, yeah. So here it was a combination of greatness that took place. So last Friday night, and for Askcasters, if you don't know, we generally record our podcast on Saturday mornings. Now, to be transparent, I've been barking about that since we ever went to that format because I am an alcoholic and I am not very good at being coherent in the mornings on Saturdays. But here I was going to the casino with my parents, trying to be a good child, spend some family time. I went immediately to the roulette table at about 6 p.m. Central Standard Time and the roulette tables were not that busy. And by not busy, I mean I was able to actually sit by the physical table where I could position my chips and my bets exactly where I wanted to have them, which does not happen often on the weekends. So I was very happy, and I sat down for a good hour and placed some initial bets and probably lost 100 to $200 right out of the gate, was not having a lot of luck. But the, uh, the parents who had gone off to, to go spend quality time with themselves, bless them in their, their, their upper 60s, they uh, finally were done gambling probably about an hour to an hour and a half into the casino run and saw me sitting at the roulette table with not a lot of chips in my stack at the moment. And they said, hey, uh, we're getting ready to go. Are you coming along with us? And I said, nope. <laughs> I said, I'm hanging around. I'm going to let it ride for the night. And that turned into, again, I arrived at the casino at 6 in the evening. High five. I just, uh, hit, my, I just hit my point. I d- oh, you playing craps right now? Mm-hmm. Perfect. <laughs> so I uh, ended up noticing that it was probably time for me to either A, get a hotel room at the casino, or B, get an Uber away from the casino once I hadn't been served a beer in about 15 minutes because the beer winch... <laughs> had been doing a very good, nice job of giving my, my beers to me in about a 10 to 15 minute intervals. It was going really, really well. And then all of a sudden I noticed I was shaking and I was like, well, where, where in the world is Beer Winch? And then I looked at the clock and it was it was last call at the casino, which is one of the most ridiculous things ever. Do you ever. think Kansas is going to... Let, <clears throat> no. <we're>, oh, <laughs> hold on. Do you think they are growing up... Um, the bill, they have a bill, medical marijuana bill, and a de-legislator, decriminalization of um, psilocybin mushrooms. Um, I have they, no idea what those are. It's magic mushrooms. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, so they're trying that. They just, we're going to have sports, legal sports gambling. So this is not a pirate radio show. We're going to have actual sports gambling September 1st. I know. I'm excited. Do you I, think I there's gonna, sports room. Do you think there's going to be a day where you can drink 24-7 at the old casino? In Kansas? Mm-hmm. That's where we're at. It, okay, so in gambling terms, I would put the over-under at the year 2030. I think we're probably that far away. Now, granted, That's we've eight got... years. I know. We've, mm-hmm. got our, we've got ourselves a nice Democratic governor who's been letting a lot of shit go. So just pick up from where we left off. I think we were... Uh... It's going to be a pretty weird edit. But anyway, I think I was getting to the point about where my parents were getting ready to say, hey, 
we're leaving the casino. Are you leaving the casino, Mr. Man, that doesn't have a whole lot of chips in front of you? And I said, yes, I am going to stay here. I'll take uh, some type of an Uber, or I'll stay at the casino hotel. You, you ended up knowing the guy. We I did. knew the guy. Or, I did. Well, I didn't. I did. I wasn't there. But the, the main thing that made me stay was the fact that I was so happy that on a Friday night, I was able to actually get the seat that positioned my little short ass with little gimpy cokehead arms to actually, like, get the chips onto the different numbers that I wanted on the roulette table. That's very tough to do on a Friday night, which I was able to do, which made me hunker down for six hours straight. And again, I didn't realize it was time to leave the casino until the beer winch no longer showed up after our 15-minute intervals that we had discussed upon, and I realized that she wasn't there because it was past last call. Anyway, I take a fucking $65 cab ride from Old Vegas to, to my place back in Wichita ICT, and I couldn't I couldn't fucking stand up the next day when you guys were podcasting. <laughs> well, I, it was it was. Uh, I don't want to say I knew it was going to happen, but I had a strong suspicion. Um, I don't even remember what I. I don't know what Friday. I, what I don't know what happened Friday. Um, yeah, I really don't remember what I did, but um, so I was asleep under the impression that we were going to record at 10 and a I, dangerous time it, it's our golf time usually and how often do i make those this is very fucking true um so it was our it was our normal golf time so i got up and took a piss at like 2 30 and i see a video of the valet of the casino and you're you're wobbling it's a wobbling camera um and then uh, you sent us the message at 3.45 when my next piss was, I guess. And um, you were not going to make it to the podcast. I didn't think I was. I did give it the old college try in the morning, though. I woke up and... How did this, did, okay, how did you start? Did you wake up and you're like, okay, I can do this? Or like... No, 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 no. I didn't have much optimism at all. So... I woke up roughly about 8 a.m., and our podcast is at 10 a.m. I'm like, okay, this is fair. I got about a good solid two hours to try to be a human being. So I rolled over to try to get out of the bed to grab a beer, and the first thing I noticed is that the trash can is right next to my head. And I'm like, um, okay, not good. You didn't you didn't remember putting it by your head? Oh, absolutely not. But that's <laughs> never a good sign to wake up to that. So woke up to that, and then I'm like, okay, um, so I attempted in a very belabored way to, belabored. St- to stand up and walk myself, like to just try to walk. And as soon as I put two feet on the ground and tried to elevate my buns and move them so I could walk, I almost fell right into the goddamn trash can. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought about... I was like, okay, well, uh, based off of this evidence, what are the chances you can make it through a podcast? And I really wasn't worried about puking during a podcast because obviously that's fair game. No shame in our game. Yeah, no problems there. So, I mean, I would have been willing to puke on your podcast about five times. but Not the po- your podcast. This is our podcast. Oh, that day it was yours. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so. 
I was like, okay, so what is this going to look like if I actually attend this podcast? I was like, could it be possible that I just put on the old uh, Weekend at Bernie's glasses and no one will talk to me if I sit in the corner the right way? And I was like, even if I did that, I felt that not only I would puke, but I, I, I figured I'd probably be laying on the carpet at, the, the, at 9th Street by the end of that one. Well... You, it was. It ended up kind of. I mean, it wasn't a blessing that you missed the podcast, because I'm sure our our loyal followers were very concerned about where El Cabron was. But um, it turned out being a good thing because you got to finish Stranger Things, and I don't think we want to get there yet. But you needed to get that done. I did. We can we can potentially get there. So. Uh, as we migrate away from my alcoholism and try to give you a podcast that focus on, focuses on sports, I uh, want to give a shout out to a, a couple of people and things. So, uh, Stephanie, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we've been getting some listener feedback from new listener Stephanie, and she says that she enjoys um, us not talking about sports. Oh, so right as I'm about to transition into sports, she says that she doesn't enjoy that part of it at all. See, we, we hear, what is it? We hear you, but we don't listen. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. So, uh, Stephanie mentions that she knows that the Maple Leafs are a hockey team and she thinks that the Badgers are the, I, I don't even know what that means. Something about Wisconsin hockey, I think, which transitions us into hockey if we ever get there. Uh, happy birthday, Stephanie. Also want to give a shout out to 3chai.com, who's been here since the beginning. hey And I, dude, their product, like, it was a stressful, it was a stressful week at the old, uh, the old cereal mill. Mm-hmm. And, yep. building uh, cereal. Yeah, I was putting some, uh, some hard work in the old cereal mill, so I came and had some 3chai gummies and feeling good. I'm ready to start the weekend. So one of the things I was thinking about while I was way too hungover and drunk to come up to our last last episode and last podcast was how do people, because I don't know technology, so if people either A, already know that they enjoy Delta 8, Delta 9, Delta 10, how do they uh, make the purchase through 3Chai and potentially give us a little kickback? Or if they're new people that are thinking, you know what, I just had a stressful fucking week of work and I don't want to be an alcoholic anymore. Can I transition to something that I've never done before? Delta 8, Delta 9, Delta 10. How do people do that, Scrode? Uh, well, I act, I mean, my story's kind of uh, right along those lines. Um, I struggled with, with alcoholism and uh, quit drinking and... Um, to hang out and kind of be social to, to replace it. Um, Delta 8 was a great uh, great transition for me, and it helps me now sleep, and it eases my anxiety. Um, for To find um, the three chai products that I am currently enjoying, go to our Twitter page, at AskCasters. Um, we have uh, Patty, uh, Peppermint Patty uh, requesting some Wu-Tang as our picture. Um, our pinned tweet is Shakira. Um, oh. We're still we're still with you, girl. Yes. Um, so that is where you can find uh, the link to Three Chai, and you can uh, delve into all of their uh, goodies. They have cookies, brownies, fudge, anything that you'd like that would normally not have THC or Delta Eight, Delta Nine. They have it. So if somebody were to listen to this podcast, whether it be in Cheney, Kansas, or Antwerp, Belgium. 
So how are they just going to go straight to 3chai.com or do they have to go somewhere special? They have to just go to our uh, just go to our Twitter, um, ask at Askcasters, uh, and that is it. Um, it is on our uh, RSS feed. If you go to any, uh, if you're listening to the podcast version and not the YouTube version, um, it's on any uh, any of our podcast hosts, and it is on our YouTube page as well. Okay, so I understood about half of what he said. So I hope you Askcasters that were interested in that understand more than I did. So away from 3chai.com, again, we appreciate your assistance. And let's transition right into college football. So there is college football right around the corner. There are so many storylines. Unfortunately, I think as far as like if we're trying to give a college preview of what to expect, it's going to be the same old characters at the very top. Alabama's going to be incredible and probably have, well, they do have the best player in all of college football. Their linebacker is, is the best. Unfortunately, he probably won't win the Heisman. But we've got Alabama is going to be a stud again. We've got Ohio State is now going to have a one-year-older C.J. Stroud. And I, I'm a big fan of their coach in Ohio State. And Georgia's going to bring back maybe enough to hang in there as well. So I don't think that's going to change as much. Uh, where it probably gets a little bit interesting from a college football preview standpoint is what happens after Alabama, what happens after uh, Georgia, and what happens after Ohio State. So for that fourth slot potentially, which according to Vegas and other people, that fourth slot is going to be held by one Clemson. Interesting. Um, I don't see it. I don't see Notre Dame and I don't see Clemson finishing in the top 10. Okay. So um, walk us through that and why. Notre Dame's not going to win 10 games. Um, their schedule is too difficult. I, I don't think they have the best offensive line in the country. I don't, they just lost a, a wide receiver from an, uh, for it, from an ACL He's out for the season. I don't think they have the firepower, and um, I just don't think they'll be able to keep up with the big boys. So, Notre Dame, currently rated number five. So they are, at least right out of the gate, looking to be one of the best teams in the nation. But as you go through the schedule, it is brutal, and it is brutal to what college football is going to look like this season and what to expect. Notre Dame right out of the gate at the horseshoe in Ohio State. So we just talked about how Ohio State was one of the three teams that are probably going to be a lock to be in the college football playoff as one of the top four teams. And Notre Dame's got them right out of the gate. I believe that line in Vegas is either 14 or 14 and a half, if that tells you anything. So, uh, and I'm, I, I mean, I personally... And I love Notre Dame. Both Scrot and I love Notre Dame. But I would I would tend to if I were going to throw down money on that one, I would probably throw it down on Ohio State. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know if honestly I wouldn't touch the game. Um, but if I were going to bet one way, I would bet on the money line. But I don't think Ohio State would cover. 14 and a half is a lot of points, even at home. But it's a lot of points to come out of the gate and put up against a formidable Notre Dame defense. Um, 
I, I don't see 14 and a half, but I do see him winning that game. Um, Notre, I just don't think Notre Dame is ready yet. I don't think they're ready for the big boys yet. So also one thing to keep in consideration as we're talking about Notre Dame is that Notre Dame is going to have a new coach as well. So Brian Kelly has gone down, and I hope Schwammy has this lock somewhere. I hope we have his family. 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 He's out to go coach his family. Fake son of a bitch. Down in Loser State University, who their over-under is six and a half this year, in case you want to take a look at what he's doing with his family. Back to Notre Dame. Game two against Marshall. Uh, Game three, California. Game four at Mac Brown's North Carolina. I would probably chalk that up as a pretty close game. I don't know if it's a loss, but I wouldn't feel too good about that. Number five game for Notre Dame is against um, BYU. Go Cougs, baby! Side story on that. Go Cougs! Would you like to tell the quick story about how you posted... Something that got like eight thousand retweets from the uh, from the Birmingham. So, uh, ask casters when uh, Jimmer for debt was just throwing in baskets from like the the rafters. Um, I I made a few tweets that uh, captured uh, BYU Nation and BYU fans, and uh, we follow each other. I gained a few followers. So BYU and I have a we have a close relationship. Um, Go Provo, um, but I, I'm going to pick Notre Dame against BYU this time. Uh, but I love you're, you. You're picking Notre Dame against BYU? I'm picking Notre Dame against BYU, but I love you, BYU. Go Cougs. I think I'm also picking Notre Dame against BYU. I'm over here writing it down. I went old school today, ass casters. When I knew that Scrode and I were going to be talking college football, I actually grabbed uh, a printer, of all things, and printed paper. Did with... you print these from your house? I did. <laughs> What the fuck? You can't even work the dishwasher. Well, that's for the ladies. Oh, okay. I use the printer. The printer for the ladies, huh? Mm-hmm. That's why they oh, have short feet. The, oh, or the washing machines for the... Uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you sexist piece of shit. There you go. Yeah. Uh, game six is against Stanford, who has not looked like shit lately, and I am not aware of anything that suggests that they're coming up in the world. No, they look like shit, yeah. So we'll chalk that as, uh, well, another win for Notre Dame. UNLV, not a football school, another win for Notre Dame. Syracuse, Mike Tirico's alma mater, amongst other great broadcasters. And, uh, is it really? Yeah. That is amazing. It is. I, I didn't know that. Now you know. And uh, also, I believe... Um, was that Donovan McNabb's old water? Yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll still chalk that up as a win for Notre Dame. Then, as we get to, let's see here, game one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Game. Ah, you, oof. I think I might. I, I think I might have been talking out of my ass. I don't know. Hold well, on. here we go. Game number nine against Clemson. They're going to lose by probably twenty. I think they beat them. Oh, stop. DJ Ugalagalele has not looked like a, a, a winning – Not a, I mean, he's a winning quarterback, but he's not He a, wasn't last year. I, not last year. I, he doesn't seem like – I just don't think it's there. And I, I've talked about him on this podcast earlier, and not to throw shit on him, I, I think he's a great kid. I, I, I don't know if he's a great kid. I don't know the guy. But I, I just don't see it. Um, 
So let's walk through this. So this would be the 10th game for Notre Dame, I believe. If DJ, I'm not even going to try to pronounce that last name. Ugalagalele. Uh-huh. Have a fun time with that. If he is as bad as he was last year, he won't be the quarterback by that time. They will have moved on. And I actually, you know what? Okay, let's call this hot take-ish because it probably is. But I'm going to watch Clemson's first game of the season and I have a feeling that fucking Dabo Sweeney is going to platoon his quarterbacks in game one. Have you heard anything to this? That they will do that? Yeah. No. Oh, okay. Hot take? Hot, okay. I, I said it was hot take-ish. Okay. okay. I, they will not put up with what they did last year. He will not be the quarterback that late. So I think exp- at Clemson you can get away. I think Dabo Sweeney can get away with it there. Oh man. I don't think he has to put up as many wins as say Marcus Freeman or um Bob Day. Is it Bob Day? Well, I would say that the rest of the Clemson roster is so good that they know that they have to figure out quarterback because they they could be they're at least college playoff good. If they've got the right quarterback. Now, whether or not they're national title good, that might be a separate conversation. So I think he's got a quick trigger with QB this year. Where did they get better? Where did they get better from this from last year to this year? Okay, so they lost their defensive coordinator. Brett Venables. Who also went to Oklahoma. We could talk about that later, potentially. So what what are you looking for? We're good. <laughs> <laughs> Scrode was a uh, <laughs> was following an ant, I think. I'm not quite sure what he was doing. But okay, so Clemson continues to recruit at a five star level on both sides of the ball. So to I mean, to your point, what to expect. Brent Venables is now in Oklahoma. He was the defensive coordinator at Clemson. Now he's the head That's coach at Oklahoma. Huge loss. But what does that reflect in record law? Is that like a one game change to what that's going to do that to Clemson? Defense, uh, he, and Clemson he, plays in the ACC. How? How? Okay. So before this year, we actually spread his wings and flew away to Oklahoma. How many years before that could he have left the nest and just gone to where everyone is? Brent Venerables? Yeah. Oh, for years. Exactly. That's like losing another head, co- a national, uh, national title level coach right there. On defense, so you're suggesting that's going to do what to Clemson? I don't see. I don't see where they hang around and they're number four in the nation that late. I don't see it, and I don't see them being no better than Notre Dame. I don't think Notre Dame's going to be. Oh man! I don't think they're going to be that good, but I don't see Clemson beating them. So I'm putting, again, back to our original conversation, what Notre Dame is going to do this year. I'm putting the game Notre Dame versus Clemson. I'm putting that as a loss for Notre Dame. Are you putting it as a win for Notre Dame? I'm putting it as a win. Holy fuck. Then, uh, looks like Notre Dame's going to play Navy. I would really hope that we can beat them. (laughs) I mean, they always have a, I love Navy. I love that Notre Dame has the tradition of playing the academies. Um, I really wish Army was on the schedule instead. Yeah. <laughs> so I <laughs> I gave Notre Dame a win versus Navy, although I really didn't feel too great about it. Boston College was crap last year. They were 500. Um, I'll give Notre Dame the win there, I hope, and then they lose to USC. At the I'm end. saying they lose to USC as well. So now let's 
do a little math here. Not my strongest suit. So Notre Dame has an over-under of nine and a half wins. And Vegas is suggesting highly to the under. They're, uh, they're allowing you to bet this at nine and a half games, but you get minus 202 if you bet the under. If you gambling nerds know what that means, let me add up what I've done here on my end, and then Scrode will have you do the same. I've got loss, win, 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 loss, win, win. How many wins is that? One win, two win, three wins, four wins, five wins, six, seven, eight. I got them at nine wins. I got them at ten. Ten and two. Wow. Clemson's the only one we disagree on. So you could bet the over at plus 162, young man. Um, yeah, I... That that Ohio State game... What are you shaking your head about? Don't even pretend that's interesting. Man, I know. It's over in the first. Man, I know. It's it's not going to happen, but I can see it happening. I'm going to bet on it. Are you? I'm going to bet Notre Dame just for the win or for the spread. For the win. Stop it. Oregon beat them last year. Oregon sucked. I mean, they weren't, they're not Oregon of old. Okay. Moving on. It could happen. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, Colorado. No, no, we no, no. Let's 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 do uh, let's do USC, dude. I am afraid of USC, and I love it as well. You should be. I am. I I am so glad there is some pop back in USC. I Notre Dame is a better program when USC is a better program, and it, the that rivalry is so awesome. Trojan horse game, green sweaters. I mean, not sweaters. This isn't hockey. Uh, green jerseys. I... Hey, but they might play in the Big Ten soon. It might be sweaters very soon. <laughs> Just in half the games. Um, I, I love it. I think they are going to be – I think they have Caleb Williams, who is a great quarterback. They, they do. They have his head coach, his quarterback guru, Lincoln Riley – they were getting recruits left and right in the transfer portal. That team is dangerous and not to be fucked with. Okay, so let's let's give a little bit of background as to last year with UFC, and then we'll speak more to exactly what you just talked about as far as like now who's in play and why all of a sudden USC is on the, the, the radar for a lot of folks. So last year, USC was terrible fired their coach, who was loved by the university. Clay Helton, they loved him. Mm-hmm. And they fired him in week two. How often... Oh, Didn't they drop one big? Didn't they drop a game big? Like, they just got the crap beat out of them. I feel like that's true. Well, well we have stats. So I'm going to go look it up. But it would have had... If it was Clay Helton last year, it would have had to be in, in the first two games. So, while you're looking that up, and Jeopardy music is playing in the back of my head. So, Clay Helton was loved by the university. He was loved by recruiters. But 
they they axed him after week two of last season, which not only is that rare. I mean that's rare. That's rare for national football. That's rare for the professionals. Coaches just do not get fired in week two, and he got fired at a college level in week two. So Clay Helton gone. They I believe the next week after that, you try to get your emotions up, and I believe they played Washington State the following week in week three. And came out with a certain amount of fire, but then after that it was all downhill. And USC ended up as a four and eight team last year. And USC should never be a four and eight team. They they recruit way too well. They recruit nationwide, and they're located in California. So it never should happen that they're four and eight. But anyway, that's where they ended up. And now they've transferred away from that. Now the transfer portal is in place. To your point, now as we move into season uh, in, in 2022, we've got Lincoln Riley, who is on the handful of coaches, of probably best coaches in all of college football, and I believe somebody that's also been looked at at the pro level. So you've got Lincoln Riley, and you have his transfer from Oklahoma, or did you find something? I feel like you found something important. No. You have not found something important. No, I so, can't see if they lost their first two games because, fuck. Anyway, so Lincoln Riley moves from the University of Oklahoma. Um, USC, on a side note, USC pays for his two houses in Oklahoma more than $500,000 over their market value to get him out of there sooner, which I just thought was amazing. Hashtag California. Hashtag amateur sports. Yeah, exactly. So Lincoln Riley lands in USC and then immediately redefines what the transfer portal looks like. Caleb Williams, his quarterback from Oklahoma, now going to be his starting quarterback this year at USC. And there is a plethora of other weapons from that transfer portal. If you look at that list of what USC has that has been uh, from inbound transfer portal, it's from the biggest names in all of college football. It's from Oregon. It's from He's got multiple people he took from Oklahoma. They are going to be legit. So when we're asking ourselves, why in the world do we look at ESPN's homepage and we're looking at the standings of the AP and the coaches poll and a team that was 4-8 and eight last year is now all of a sudden in the top 15 of all of college football, it's because this is going to be a completely different USC. And, okay, so let's let's go with the, with the over-under. Um, they're at 9.5. 9.5, over-under. Again, back to the gambling, folks. So their first game's at Rice. Win. Stanford. Win. Fresno State. Win. God, this is an easy fucking schedule. Isn't it? Oregon State. Win. God, the Pac-12 is fucking garbage. They're going to go beat all Oh, uh, my God. Herm Edwards gets beaten week five. So this is fucking pathetic. Uh, Arizona State Win. week five. Washington State possible. Oh, no, they Stop. lost. They lost Mike Leach. Nope. When? Uh, when Utah, no. I'll take the loss for, I'll, I'll put that as a loss for USC, even though I think that's probably going to be a three-point game. Like I think it's going to be close, yeah. Yep. Um, Arizona. Lost. Lost. Cal. Or, or excuse me. Arizona win for USC, right? Yes, okay. yes. Win. 
Uh, California garbage. Well, they're not as garbage, but they're they're not going. The anywhere. next one's garbage. The next one is garbage, but it's on FS1. I'll be watching. <laughs> I, I guess Johnson. He's so good, but why is he over at Fox? We can get into that later. Uh, so anyway, we're what uh, Scrud's talking about here is we've got USC versus Colorado, who was fucking terrible last year, and as a uh, forecast for what's coming in the next ten to twenty minutes of this podcast, I will forecast Colorado football on this podcast. Yes, I will. Yes, I will. Anyway, <laughs> USC. I've never when, seen someone so excited for Colorado football. I will help you and the Askcasters world understand my fucking happiness it's, with this situation. It's like I'm in the studio with Eric Bieniemy himself. It's like I'm interviewing for a job I'm never going to get, but that's okay. So UCLA is their second to last game. I'm still... I don't know. Is Chip Kelly still at UCLA? Doesn't matter. Okay. We'll win, and they beat Notre Dame. So let's see. Let's see. The nine and a half for the nine and a half games for USC is the over-under. You get paid minus 152 for you nerds. One win, two wins, three wins, four wins, five wins, six wins, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. That's comfortably over the bar. I will be betting that, and I hope the ass casters do as well. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that as well. The um, I, you 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 did mention UCLA, Chip Kelly's there. It's been done before. That game always gets a little goofy. Um, that game it's not a it's not a guaranteed win for USC. And then Notre Dame, I, I think USC's got them. The Twitter account that says it's been X amount of days since USC beat Notre Dame will probably have to be taken down. <laughs> Sorry, guys. There have been this many days since the last accident at the factory. <laughs> yeah, we got the Velociraptors out of there, though. Okay. Well, Skrid, I'm going to let you talk real briefly about anything you want in college football because, again, we are transparent ass casters, and my ass has to take a real quick whiz so i'm gonna jump up take a whiz you'll speak i'll be back very shortly i hope hopefully well, i don't drown i'm glad andy put things into my mouth that i'm not gonna talk about um <laughs> that sounded more that sounded more uh mean than it should have um i'm actually just gonna kind of direct you guys uh hit us up on twitter guys we're at at askcasters.com um they're not dot com jesus christ these gummies are delicious. Um, it, we are at Askcasters. Um, you can find our RSS feed, our our show link, our, our podcast link there. Um, you can find the, our three chai link. Uh, I think you guys get a ten percent discount with uh, with that. Um, you might not. Just look at it. I don't know. Um, but yeah, we three chai. We really appreciate you guys. Um, so, and Askcasters, please check those out. And we just want to give a thanks to all of our listeners uh, in this little intermission, um, Mr. Main or Mr. God damn it, we can't we can't have that in there. Um, thanks to all the listeners, Brussels. You guys are you guys are so steady. I love my Monday or my Thursday mornings of. Putting the old Askcasters uh, podcast out, and then boom, Brussels coming in strong with the download. Um, I love it. Um, 
thank you guys for tuning in. Um, Notre Dame, I'll just kind of harp on Notre Dame a little bit more. Um, Marcus Freeman, I think he is such, I, he is definitely the guy for the job. Um, I love the juxtaposition of him killing the recruiting trail and on the same page, Brian Kelly, I think, just is maybe sneaking in a top 25 class with his 2023 class. Um, Notre Dame has the number one class, even though they just lost the number one defensive end in the nation. Um, he went into – he didn't declare anywhere else. He just said, decommitted from Notre Dame. Um, but I, I, Brian Kelly saying he cannot win – at no, win a national championship at Notre Dame, or he cannot recruit national title-winning players at Notre Dame. He's completely full of shit. Um, so we're glad he's gone, and just to shit on Brian Kelly anymore, e even more, um, there is a story circulating about Matt LaFleur. Also, by the way, we're, we're talking shit on Brian Kelly because he did a Tinder podcast today. That's the only reason. Yeah, he, uh, we, <laughs> we sent the invite, Brian. If you don't show up for work, you get shit on. You and your family. Um, I, I just love that they're, I mean, they're getting killed in recruiting. Um, just makes me happy. That's all I had. You ready to talk about Colorado football? Are you ready to talk about I'm Colorado I'm so ready football? to talk about Colorado football. Okay, so, ask Asters, I bring you this as my highest confidence over – well, actually – after going through that USC schedule, I feel better about that than I ever did. I was like, holy crap, that schedule is terrible. But I will pretend that USC has not given me more confidence than the following bet. The over-under for the Colorado Buffaloes. <laughs> That's right. The alma mater for Cordell Stewart. Did you have to go to a completely... Oh, so, well, one, Askcasters, just to give you a, a insight into our life. Um, normally, when Shawe and I are organizing and running the show, um, we just have everything on electronic documents. Old Man Winter over here has shot, sh shot charts for everything. Damn so right. Um, I'm a tangible person. No one, no one was saying. Well, you had to go to a different goddamn website to get Colorado football schedule. Well, here's here's why this happened. So I started and with this is some very thick paper. I know that is some I know. fucking thick paper. It's about a twenty point with glossy stock. I got it accidentally at Walmart once. Fucking and I was, Michael Scott over here. And by the way, just to be transparent, Aspat, I do not go to Walmart by choice. I work all over the state of of Kansas. I guess you could know that. And when I go to little towns in this little prairie podunk place. Western some, Kansas. Sometimes the only time that you can get printer paper and I need to fucking print shit remotely is from Walmart. So, you, you know, I, I grabbed the wrong shit at Walmart. But anyway, anyway let's go to Colorado. It feels very professional. <laughs> so, to tell you about how good Colorado Buffalo's football is going to be this year, when I typed in Colorado printable schedule 2022... I got about 18 teams in Colorado before I actually landed on the Colorado Buffaloes, who are going to be absolutely terrible. Now, the Colorado Buffaloes play in the Pac-12, and they were brutal last year, and they are going to be even more brutal this year. So, 
from a gambling standpoint, and I apologize that we always talk about this, but some people really do get their fucking shits and giggles out of that. We're going to talk over-under for Colorado football. I'm one of those persons that gets the shits and giggles. So, I hope I can convince you to lay the money at minus 152 for fucking Colorado's over-under, which is three and a half games, and I'm going to walk you through... The fact, the most important thing before I go line item by line item, team by team, on who Colorado's going to play is the fact that in Vegas, as it stands right now, Colorado is projected to beat zero of the teams that are on their schedule for 2022. So you tell me, ass casters world or scrode, you tell me if you find four wins in this schedule Colorado. Game number one. Second day of college football, September the 2nd. They open up with TCU. How do you want to schedule that? You want that as a win for Colorado? No. Good. No. Because it's a loss. <laughs> September 10th, they are playing Air Force. That's a loss. On CBS. It's a loss. That's an ass-kicking. For Jim Rome fans, Game 3 is going to be against Minnesota. Minnesota is a better program than they have been, well, in the I think, God, I'm trying to remember the name of their coach, P.J. Fleck. I think you're correct, yeah. Is the name that I want to say, since they have had P.J. Fleck. How long has he been there? Did he have Marion Barber? Is he the one that recruited him? R.I.P., by the way. I don't think he's been there that long but they did win more games back to back in minnesota in the last two years than i think that any point in their history since 1905 so take that's when they were a powerhouse uh well yeah back back when they were playing like nova scotia university yes it was a long time ago actually i don't even think nova scotia was around in 1905 dude the fighting illusions uh they were a great football team back So anyway, the moral of this story, Colorado against Minnesota, loss. So that moves us to game four against Chip Kelly's UCLA that we've already talked about once on this podcast. Do you see Colorado getting that one? No. Nope. I don't. Arizona. Nope. Gronk's alma mater. Why would they lose? They can't lose. I, God. The, the bit or the pack. This is at Arizona, by the way. Oh, Arizona's gonna win. I'm not. I'm not pausing because of that. I'm just still in awe of how shitty the Pac-12 is, or Pac-13, or Pac-6 and a half, whatever pack it is. Let Let me just for the purposes of people that might want to counter. Is there any possibility that Colorado gets to four? Let me just put this as a win for Colorado. I'm gonna give them a win. They get a win in Week Five against Arizona, somehow at Arizona. Week six, California, one of the Pac-12's middle teams, middle to upper teams sometime. No. Yep, I don't either. Lost Colorado. (laughs) Oregon Oregon State. State. No, that's a good team. That's one of the better teams. Not going to win that. And then against Herm Edwards, Arizona State, who was pretty damn good and bouncing in and out of the top 25 the last couple years. You think? Nope, I don't either. Oregon, fuck no. Loss. No. USC, loss. Washington, loss. Utah, loss. Oh, 
no. Yeah, that, ugh. Do you see when, now, ass casters, before we went on air here for episode nine, Scrode did not know that I was going to bust out Colorado as one of the best bets to look from an over-under standpoint. I had no idea. Now, do you understand, Scrode, why I have pinned them in? At, I am Now, I have to wait until they get ready to kick off before I bet this because I don't bet futures until we know all the injuries going into the season. But do you see any reason that I should not be betting minus 152 for an over-under of three and a half games for the Colorado Buffaloes? Ride with it all day and ask casters. Um, you might want to ride that pony all day long. Um, I would bet. I would bet them daily, every Saturday, to lose. By yes. a lot. <laughs> yes. Now uh, they're a cash cow this year. Now have I convinced you to bet it? Yeah. Thank y- you. Yeah. Uh, I will bet it. Okay. Feel pretty good about that. Um, yeah, I'll, I, 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 this podcast is dangerous because just hearing great ideas like that, Andy, make me want to bet more money. I, I'm so ready. Like I, I've got my account positioned to throw some major munitions at college football, but I have to make sure. Now point of of gambling suggestion that i will give the ass caster world and i think europe all you followers man you should really be following us because you guys have really loose fucking laws dude on. it's beautiful oh, I, you still like we're going I there know, next summer i know i know i know so europe <laughs> you're just gonna when we take you to europe you're just gonna find a fucking pub with a fucking gambling machine and you're gonna spend however long it is where well until we get to brussels but you're just going to sit your whole fucking day there. So other things to look at uh, college football-wise as we look for the season preview. Uh, K-State is going to be interesting because they get they get Adrian Martinez from Nebraska who played for about 15 years in Nebraska and now all of a sudden is transferred out. And they have one of the best running backs in the nation. Yes, they do. Deuce yeah. Vaughn is a stud. So K-State over under six and a half. Take that for what you will. But um, I think that will be a team to look at. I'm, I'm trying to think of other teams that are going to like – NC State is going to be a team that brings back a ton of starters this year. So expect them uh, to – I mean, they'll be continually top 25, not necessarily suggesting that they'll be anywhere to the college playoff. Cincinnati is going to fall off tremendously because they lose – studs everywhere Still in top 25 now uh, fair enough but they're not let's let's not pretend they're going back to the college playoff this year they no no i don't think that's the expectation for them though so they they're gonna fall back uh michigan i would probably expect to fall back to some extent they will not beat ohio state back-to-back years that's not happening so uh and they lose aiden hutchinson who's going to be a stud for detroit this year and sings songs in front of people on uh, was it hard knocks yeah i don't i didn't know if it was hard knocks um i i just saw it on the tweet box he was singing a th- uh billy jean <laughs> yeah yeah billy jean yep hard one to sing too that's Not... a hard one to sing yep. aiden hutchinson at 22 years old masters one of the hardest karaoke songs of all time i couldn't i couldn't pull that one off <laughs> so 
Uh, Scrote, anything that you want to talk about more? Call, I mean, speak now or forever. Hold your peace as far as predictions from the college standpoint because they are teeing off September 1st. Uh, I have... I think we're going to have a championship game of Alabama and probably Georgia again. I think I'll go Alabama, Ohio State. You know what? I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to kick Georgia out of there. Uh, I'll Sorry, go Ohio Georgia. State. CJ Stroud, yeah. Fair enough. Two best quarterbacks in the nation. So, uh, anything else? Uh, College-wise, no. Uh, Marcus Freeman, keep doing your thing on the recruiting trail, though. Yep, absolutely. So let's let's hop into uh, what's going to be a week after college football, NFL football. I've got on my notes. I've got that we can talk this from a fantasy standpoint, or we can just talk about NFL. So you were the one, Scrode, who put down talking about NFL from the standpoint of fantasy. So is there anything you want to break down specifically? Fantasy wise, um, I think I addressed my one big fantasy nugget last pod or last yeah podcast. Um, I don't have any faith in the top three running backs. I I just don't. Um, so Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan Taylor. I I have a little. I have more faith in as maybe a number one pick. Um, my, so who are your three? My number one. Oh, so. Um, Christian McCaffrey. Oh, okay, fair. Okay. Um, Derrick Henry had a uh, was it a knee or a hamstring? I don't know, but he was killing the entire league before it happened. He's a running back. I get it. He's physical. I get it. It's about that time for him. Not wishing anything on him because I love how he plays. But, I get it. Um, so Derrick Henry, I don't, I don't trust. Um. Austin Eckler, not one I trust. I, th- I mean, I, I know he's getting a lot of love. Um, I, I, my, if I had the number one pick in fantasy in the fantasy football draft, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, that's. I think that's the smartest, safest decision. Guys, okay, so let let's just, I guess, position you hypothetically running a fantasy we i guess they call it a snake mm-hmm. the way that we do it so just walk us through maybe the top three rounds for you if your position was number six overall in a 12 team draft and you don't need to disclose the players but maybe maybe give us a feel for position for the top three picks um i would this year, it's I. Sorry, I need to probably sit closer to the goddamn mic. Um, <laughs> Hi, Mike. Hey, Mikey. Um, if I was sixth, I I would depending on how the running backs shake out. If Cooper Cup's sitting there at four, because your friends are a bunch of dumbasses, which ours are, they are. Um, I would pick Cooper Cup, and then I'd probably come back around. Um, I bet you could probably snag a running back right there. Or if Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews is still oh, there. Oh, it's like you read the Google Docs. Man, it's not, I don't. I, this is just me off the cuff. Oh. Um, I would I would sit there and probably pick one of those guys. I think Kelsey is going to have a huge year. Um, 
with the how the receiving core is shaking out in Kansas City, I think he is going to have a monster year. Okay. So do you want to? I've got it on our our agenda to talk fantasy. Andrew, or excuse me, Mark Andrews versus Travis Kelsey as far as first tight end taken. Do you want to walk right into that, or do you want to finish your potential uh, third-round pick if you were snake-drafting at number six? So, Cooper Cup. Um, wider, I mean, wide receiver or running back, depending on where the things shake out. Um, too er- Way too early for a quarterback. Um, yeah, way too early for a quarterback and for any other tight end. Way too early, probably. Maybe George Kittle has a good year. Uh, hey, maybe he has a breakout year with Trey Lance. Um, I have a feeling that... Say that one more time. I have a, George Kittle with San Francisco. I think he might be in for a big year with Trey Lance. And de- depending on how they can work that offense out, how they split uh, how they split possessions between da- uh, Debo, not Dabo, Devo and Dabo Sweeney Sanders. <laughs> Dabo Samuel Sweeney. Um, with between Dabo, Kittle, and um, who else do they have as a receiving core? I mean, it doesn't really matter, though. I mean, they made the playoffs. They won a game in the playoffs last year. Granted, it was against a pretty crappy Cowboys team. Um, but George Kittle, don't overlook him. Don't okay. overlook him. So, moving off of that, and I appreciate your insight on how you would draft, let's let's take a look at this. Let's take a look at Travis Kelsey versus Mark Andrews. I think this is pretty interesting. So, I watched ESPN's, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, the mock draft or whatever they do. They have do they their, already have that they, shit? It's done. It's, Holy it's, fuck. So, it's been done. So, they did... Um, I think they formatted it as a 10-team PPR draft this year, and they had many people coming in from... Who the fuck plays in a 10-team PPR league? If you're playing in a PPR league, you're playing in a 12-team league. Come on now. Get the fuck out of here, you see ESPN? There's a, a, a pox on ESPN. So... What I what I was gonna bring up is the fact that Tyler Fulgham, who I watch, is that lot. how you pronounce it? Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I watch the show. I, every I, day. No, I was legit asking. Oh, yeah. I have oh, no idea. And I'm telling you with certainty, it's Tyler Fulgham. Oh, okay. So Tyler Fulgham, who is one of the the betting analysis uh, analyst from uh, ESPN, and he's he's from St. Louis, which gives him some great insight. He is a uh, KU hater, Imzu lover. And obviously they don't have the Rams anymore in St. Louis, so he has to pay attention to the Chiefs. And actually, he has not given up his fandom for the Rams because on the ESPN mock draft, he drafted in position number nine, and he was wearing an L.A. Rams jersey. So that just tells you where he's at. Now, the reason I'm bringing Tyler Fulgham up is that he was given the number nine pick in a 10-team PPR league. And he drafted Travis Kelsey. So, not only tight end in round one, but the first tight end. He picked him over Andrews. His suggestion was that Travis Kelsey is going to see an acceleration in targets based on the fact that Tyreek Hill is not there. 
and he is going to be the security blanket to some extent, uh, also to the point that Tyreek Hill is not there. Baby, I know what I'm talking about. Okay. Um. Yeah. I. I don't. Yeah, he's going to get a lot of action underneath and with a lot of those option routes that he runs. Um, he's getting older, and the beautiful thing about Kelsey's game, he's such a heady player with those option routes that I don't think there is another tight end in the league. And by option routes, I mean he runs to a point in the field, and based on what either the what the zone is, he finds the pocket in the zone. He is the best tight end in the NFL at doing that. And Patrick Mahomes and him, when they're able to do it, it's just street ball, and they're the two best at it. Um, I think that's going to be played more and more um, with how shaky – well, I don't want to say shaky, but uh, with how the things have shaked out with the Kansas City uh, wide receiver board. So giving you a little bit of pushback on Travis Kelsey, his numbers in 2021 – Lowest receiving yards since 2017. And I believe that's the arrival of Patrick Mahomes. I believe. Uh, lowest yards per reception. Uh, he dropped down a little bit as far as touchdowns. First downs down significantly. Uh, so it looked just a little bit of regression from a number standpoint from Travis Kelsey. I think the biggest one to to take a look at there is the fact that his his yards, his total yards, are the lowest since again 2017. The pre- the previous years, 2020, he had 1,416 yards in a monster season that I think I drafted him for and actually won the fantasy football title. But nobody cares about that. 2019, he had. Moore, again, he had 1,229 yards, and he had a really, really good year. Again, I think this is when Patrick Mahomes arrived on the scene in 2018. He had 1,336. So, again, the pushback to you, Scrode, would be the fact that his numbers from a yard standpoint and some other metrics have dropped in 2021. But the same could be said for the whole offense last year. That start was atrocious. Uh, Three and five they started. Um, their offense was completely out of whack to begin the year. Um, I think we, I think it's safe to say last year was an aberration. I th- it was a statistical anomaly. That was just a blip on the radar. They'll be back at it. So more, and he wasn't even bad. I mean, not even a bad year though. No, not a, not a bad year. Uh, I guess more pushback. I guess is going to be the fact that. Something we've talked about multiple times on this podcast is the fact that their schedule is like one of the most brutal things in the entire world. That doesn't mean they they won't put up points. That just means their defense will fail them more often than not. Okay. They have a pretty good guy at quarterback. Not not bad. Um, yeah, I, 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 I that schedule is rough, but they're still going to put up points. Um. Their their offense is or not their their defense is by far their weakest point. Um, they're they're gonna put up points. So, going back a little bit to our our initial conversation, hopping into this Travis Kelsey versus Mark Andrews. Now that we're uh, done with with Travis Kelsey and, and mulling through those numbers, now I've popped up what Mark Andrews has brought to the table. So played for four years, going back to 2018, 
his yards were his uh total yards. I'm just gonna go year by year. 2018 total yards 552. Total yards 2019 852. Total yards 2020 701. So none of these uh, are, are a huge blip on the radar as far as tight ends. And then all of a sudden in 2021, he just blows the fuck up. He has 153 targets, 107 receptions, and 1361 on his total yardage. He was he was the number one fantasy tight end uh, last year, and it was it wasn't even close. So, I mean, is that your guy? Are you taking Andrews? It seems like you want to take Andrews over Kelsey. Not really. Yeah, I do. I wouldn't want to. No. I, I think I think Baltimore is going to bring so many different things to the table this year. They're a totally different team, and they're going to be healthy at running back. Hopefully, yes. I mean, they had a terrible situation in the in the backfield last year with injuries. Um, they blew a lot of ACLs. Um, before the whole season started yeah they yeah uh, i i think jk dobbins is still the starter this year uh gus edwards and jk dobbins okay um and they'll they'll platoon yeah but i do have a feeling i have a feeling i got a feeling if everybody's healthy in in baltimore I have a feeling they're going to have two thousand yard running backs, and they're going to have a thousand yard running back in their quarterback. Whoa! Baltimore's going to be fucking good this year. Ooh. I mean, think about it. Mull it over. Think about that division. Happened? Has it? That's never happened. I think. That's never happened. A quarterback Mm. with a thousand rushing. That's never happened. That would be a first. Never happened. I'm trying to think. Of what. How many quarterbacks have run for a thousand yards? Uh, Randall Cunningham, Michael Vick, I think, he's Mike done Vick, it. and Lamar. I'd, I think uh, Mark uh, Lamar has two MVPs, and I want to say he's run for a thousand in one of those two years. Obviously, we could look that. But he up. had no two. Uh, the thing is, no, yeah, the no, two thousand, no, no. yeah. Um, that would yeah I I if someone ask casters if that's not a first please tweet at us and then uh, go click on our three chai dot com. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think that's ever happened, but I they will bring a unique look to uh, they'll have the most exotic offense. No, maybe bar maybe. No. No. Maybe hold on. Maybe Sorry. bar San Francisco. That's exactly San what I was Francisco say. and the Ravens are going to have if you like fun a lot of motion in the backfield um quarterbacks running option football those are the teams to watch so you you went exactly where i was thinking so san francisco trey lance has played all of about like half of a minute in preseason and he's already completely fucked up the odds in in vegas they they under they they were underwhelming as far as like Vegas's odds for him, and now they're they're trying to to catch up. So to my point, Trey Lance's MVP odds when they like before the first preseason game, the MVP odds for Trey Lance were two hundred to one. After one game, they moved him down to forty to one. So huge move there. And and fun shit here. Speaking of rushing yards for quarterbacks. 
which is something that I'm not sure if I'm going to bet this yet because I can't find it on my my site. But I would look it up on mine, but we've had so many glitches, <laughs> I'm not going to touch it. So check this out. Mo- well, I think this was specifically Caesars, but let's call this most Vegas books. Most Vegas books had Trey Lance's total rushing yards for the season. Do you want to take a guess at what that number was at? 850. 475. They have since adjusted. They're up to about, I think that total number now is getting closer to 700. And that's probably still low. Yeah, 850 was high on my end, but um, it depends on what they do. I, I hope Kyle Shanahan protects him. I hope he doesn't, I, I hope he doesn't let Trey Lance be a lead runner. You can do so many other things with his mobility than let him be a lead runner the majority of the time. I haven't seen him. I didn't watch him in college. I don't I haven't seen him run, and I don't know if he protects himself. I don't know if he can slide. I don't know. Are those skills he has? I don't know. Um, to be seen, but I, I would hope Kyle Shanahan protects him. I, it, it's interesting that so many people are wanting to see uh, Colin Kaepernick get another shot in the NFL, and they could literally watch his clone play in the exact same city this year and do the exact same thing and get to a Super Bowl. It, it is possible. Even in that division, and I think it's... I think we'll take a step back. That division's not as, bad, not as big and bad as it has been. It's still rough. Rams coming off the Super Bowl, still good. And Arizona, once they get DeAndre Hopkins back, and they're going to have a healthy J.J. Watt this year, they'll be they'll be pretty good. Kyler Murray's got some shit to prove there. Seattle's going to be two easy wins in the division. Mm-hmm. So one thing that we may talk next week, foreshadowing division wins for people in the NFC West. Could be Ooh. interesting. Uh, yeah. Um, I no, I, I, I don't think it's that scary. Um, I don't think the Cardinals are going to be that good. They've started off well. I think old Shaw Weezy brought this up. Um, they've started off well in their seasons, and then they get they just shit the bed halfway through. Um, I don't know if that's a Kyler Murray thing. I don't know if that's a you need to eat your fruits and vegetables thing. No idea. Um, I think that should be my the catchphrase for this no fruits, idea fruits and vegetables no oh. me for no idea oh uh, um, apparently my computer ran out of battery so hey we we're are gonna have to shoot from the hip oh now, yeah <laughs> we are in the dark um yeah I, I i i don't know mostly because i forgot what we were talking about that's okay yeah. i had hashtag three chai.com baby i have had uh Six gummies, so that's. I'm feeling pretty damn good today. So let's, um, let's talk about, and uh, you're not much of a hot taker, and I'm not either. But give us, give us something that you think, or maybe think is possible, that could happen during the NFL season that most people don't see. And don't say Kansas City finishing less than the AFC West. We went. I've already been crucified enough for that. <laughs> Fuck you guys. 
I wasn't even here for it. Uh, Pete Carroll will not make it through half of the season. Whoa. Okay. Um, where, where do you, uh, I mean, I would try to pull it up on my phone, or not on my computer, but um, that would be tempting the whole show. Um, I, I, he's losing, he doesn't have a quarterback. Geno Smith, I guess, has looked good in preseason. Geno Smith does not look good. Oh, he does not? Like he, I, there, I wanted to send you something yesterday. He, he took a, uh, about a five-step drop, or he was supposed to. He tripped over his own lineman yesterday. I mean, it was just brutal. I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be the entire Seattle season. Hey, they have Drew Locke, too. Um, <laughs> no, they don't, because he's got COVID. Holy shit. Um, so, yeah, Pete Carroll's not going to make it. Um, DK Metcalf, like, he's, I don't, He's staying there because he just got paid I, I know, but what an idiot. Like, are you... Getting paid is getting paid, baby. I know, I know, but you're, like... It's got to be a little bittersweet pill to swallow. Like, yeah, you're getting paid, but your stats are going to suck. His contract coming out of Seattle is not going to be lucrative. I still think that there's a possibility that Jimmy G gets there. Like, if there's just – this Jimmy G thing just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Like, he uh, – Do you think something's there behind the scenes? Well, there's there's been reports in San Francisco that he just is like – absent from being a team member which odd odd to me but that's that's one of the things that i've heard coming out of san francisco is that people have kind of lost confidence in him and i guess he had uh and i don't remember this but apparently had a a little bit of injury issues was it last year or two years ago not like significant injuries but injuries yeah and he just yeah not even there hmm Again, there's been some bad work. Oh, God. I don't want to talk about Deshaun Watson because he's just a complete piece of shit. But that's that's the worst contract in NFL right now. But that Jimmy G contract that San Francisco signed, that is a bad fucking and, contract. And it was it was there in front of them um, that it was there in front of them that there was nothing there. Like, it was a bad investment. Um, that's a thing. Um he went eleven and five, it, and that bottom that got him a, a what was I don't what was that contract a hundred and something ridiculous fifty million dollars before quarterbacks were making that much yeah and because they thought he was the, the the real deal after I mean following Brady, um I, yeah I I it's I mean I'm glad he got his money I'm glad he's got his bag but he's. I don't know. He just he's not fit in anywhere. Um, he, I don't know. Just I guess he's a wayward son. I don't know. Carry on. Carry on, my wayward son. Sorry. Um, yeah, that's my. I don't think Pete Carroll's gonna last in Seattle. Um, and I, I I love Pete Carroll, even though he's a USC coach. Um, he kills more bubble gum. Per year than anyone, um, or per day, I don't know. He's quite the chomper. He kills the bubblegum. So that is probably my most in-depth NFL take, um, because things at the cereal factory have been, whew, I've been pimping some Count Chocula, boys. (laughs) I I think I've got a couple of hot take-ish takes 
Um, you seem very hot takeish today. I, You're yeah. bringing the fire today. I'm just kind of fit the mellow, mellow jello here. Yeah. You're the uh, spark that gets the the well, moth burnt. Well, let me let me go back to something you guys discussed for about the five minutes you discussed sports on the last podcast. New, new quarterbacks in new places. I think Matt Ryan in Indianapolis. I think he's got a fucking two year window, and he's got year one right now. And he's got either the best or the second best running back in all of football right now, and they got a really good defense. I think they have a really good line. He's they got one of the best offensive lines in football. Mm-hmm. They've got they've got a really, really, really good shot this year. Like a really Michael good Pittman. Shot. Do you believe in him as a number one wide receiver? Um, not really. I don't either. Uh, is T.Y. Hilton still there? I think so. Does that scare you? Who's he going to throw the ball to? They have Jack, uh, their uh, tight end. Jack Doyle? Jack Doyle, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean. I think, um, so, I think Matt Ryan's got a shot to get them. I, it, they if they, don't want, if they don't get to the playoffs this year, I'll be shocked, but. Um, I think they've got a good shot to actually make some noise once they get there. And Jonathan Taylor, from a fantasy standpoint, I think his numbers are going to come down just a little bit. Um, I think Matt Ryan's going to be a little bit better in the red zone. Than, Absolutely. Than, uh, than whoever the fuck, Mr. Wentz. Yeah, Carson, red-haired Wentz. So I also think that I think Baker Mayfield's going to make a statement down in Carolina. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. I think uh christian mccaffrey let's cross our fingers keep him healthy baker's got something to prove and that division sucks well uh, it sucks new orleans new orleans is gonna be good new orleans is gonna be good which is probably my final take uh, hot take ish so seattle or not seattle new orleans is gonna be good so I'll, we'll just hop right into to new orleans because i think that's probably my final like hot take ish take for the nfl Alvin Kamara, who's not going to get suspended this year. They're going to defer it to next year. Michael Thomas is back. Chris Olave is going to be a stud. So he is is the, I think he's technically the number two or number three, but it's not going to take long. Like when when you're watching Red Zone this year or you're watching, I don't know, just, just Fox or CBS and they show you the uh, the highlights of uh, New Orleans scoring touchdowns. Chris Olave is going to be he's going to be in a lot of them. So and Jameis Winston has had some time. Say what you will about him personally. Say what you will about his failures in Tampa. But I'm telling you, he he is going to have. He has just been sponging from true from Drew Brees. He's got it all in front of him. And, and he, he's got all the weapons he could ever want. And he's talented. He's good. He's, he's talented. He's for 5,000 5, yards. 5,000 yards, yeah. Um, he can do it. Um, and I I know I was critical of Jameis Winston when he when he was first stole in the league. Sold crab legs. Sold crab legs. Well, no, what, he, st- he, st- he stole the crab legs, right? And then... He did steal the crab legs. Didn't he, like, yell some shit in the cafeteria at Flor- For- Florida, uh, Florida State? I think he was on, like, a cafeteria table or something like that yeah just act just general douchebaggery yeah um but i i i I don't know the guy again 
Um, but it seems like his game's coming along down in New Orleans. He has the weapons. They have a good. They have an underrated defense too. No, it's not underrated. I think people know that's a legit D. That's top Do they? five. That's a top five D. So I mean, there's that, and then they have one of the best home field advantages in sports. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, look, I mean, they they have a good team. Um, it'll be fun to watch them battle it out with Carolina. Um, your the, your Tampa Bay, your Tampa Bay Bucks. They've no interior lineman now, but they, but they have Tom Brady. They have Mike Evans. They have Julio Jones. Godwin, Fournette out of the backfield. Not bad. Can Brady stay up? That's going to be the game. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, I kind of hope, just from a personal perspective, I hope he gets throttled this year. (laughs) I hope he does. Man, I was starting to like him. (laughs) I just want—I just want to see him rocked on his ass this year. I, I'm starting to like him in his older age, but yeah, just fucking retire. Like it's ridiculous. You're making us all look bad. Like you're the best. You're the best at everything at being a human. Um, I can drink. Well, no, I can't drink more than you now. I—I I can't do but anything. Maybe back in the day. Maybe oh, back in the day I had you. Back in the day, but um, no, he's—he's—he's he's the, he's the quintessential man. He's the quintessential human. He's done it all. Um, just bravo, Tom. Mm-hmm. Bravo. But I do hope he just fucking retires because it's ridiculous. Like, just stop. I mean, he had most passing attempts last year, so not, not bad. So why why don't we do this? I feel like we've had we've I don't I haven't even checked the minutes on this podcast. We're at one twenty four. I thought we were at. So why don't we? Um, how about you get five minutes, and you just you just no, roll. No, 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 no. No, we have to talk about something that's other than sports. Oh. That is pertinent to the time. Oh, hashtag Stephanie Allison. No. Oh. Unless she's watching Stranger Things too. I don't know if she is or not. Well, if she's not, she's a loser. I but think, we love you, Stephanie. I think my my. I take, think you just said her last name on our air too. That's okay. She doesn't care. Oh. Anyway. Um, I think, okay, so you're asking me my take on, on Stranger Things. Yeah, I mean, you, you failed to make the podcast last week. We all got to talk about it because, fuck, we were all waiting on you, man. So, you're Shouldn't here. too long. I gave you a heads up. You're here, you're, <laughs> you're here, you're imbibing. Um, you've had some time to process it. How, I mean, I don't think my answer is going to make you very happy. So here's here's the problem. I was too drunk during the first two seasons to really dial in. It was one of those nap shows, and it shouldn't have been a nap show, but it was a nap show for me. So I I took naps during probably integral pieces of, of story building for Stranger Things. And then, like... I did like the characters. Is that like, like if you asked me some question, I was like, "Hey, is da 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 da?" I was like, "Duh, you idiot!" That's been in the first. I know. The first I season. Know, like, I know. Uh-huh. I know. So, I I wasn't totally locked into that thing, but I I enjoyed what I watched. Uh oh, uh, again, ask casters. Um, 
If you haven't watched the end of Stranger Things, oh, yes, uh, just go watch Better Better Call Saul or something. So fucking anyway, spoiler alert right yeah. now. So I got through the first two seasons, took a pause, tried to dial back in for season three, and was a little bit confused. I felt like the kids were like twenty years older. I I just I was like, what's going on? And I don't know. Uh, I one thing. So I'm gonna say in the, the 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 Mount Rushmore of shows, I do have Game of Thrones higher than Stranger Things. I know you don't, but here's one of the reasons why for me. Will you okay, we'll get back to that in a second. But at least in Game of Thrones, I had the expectation that somebody could fucking die in the whole deal. Now, Stranger Things, that never happened. Their only person that really fucking died in that whole deal was Eddie. Again, hope you fucking are hashtag spoiler alert. Metallica. Yes. <laughs> but, like, I, I felt when, when Vecna was making moves against all the little people she was he was making moves against, I was like, those people are staying alive. There ain't no, they're, they're not killing them off. How scared am I supposed to get with old thick eyebrows Max when I know they ain't going to kill her off. And I know they ain't doing anything to Eleven. Dustin ain't going anywhere. Lucas ain't going anywhere. Mike ain't going anywhere. None of them are going anywhere. They're all going to stay. They had. That's We're going to be five seasons in, and they're all going to be there. That's why we got Eddie. He, he was our sacrificial lamb. Yeah. So it's such a stupid way to do it. So just He's, he's going to be back, though. Say the rumors. Say the rumors. He could be. It, which would, I think, probably piss me off even more. Like, if you're going to kill somebody, fucking kill them. Well, I, I'm, okay, I'm th- I, I have a feeling that, like, Stranger Things is not on, it's not only not on your Mount, Mount Rushmore, it's not even in the States, it's not even in a Dakota. It's, it's not. I, it's, I don't know. Like, it's probably, it, you watch those documentaries back in school, and it's like, would you like to see about the first 20 presidents? If we had a Mount Rushmore with 20 presidents, Stranger Things wouldn't even be on the top 20. It's, I, I this is Not like. Not even the this, top it, 20. Yeah, this is like probably um, Grover Cleveland level of, of presidency. Stuck in the bathtub bad. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, Not that it's a bad show. The graphics are amazing. They do some great CGI thing. But as far as like a storytelling thing, it's like I know what's going to happen. Now, granted, I will say this. I hope everybody in Ascaster land calls the actual phone number from the pizza joint because it has their own fake pizza voicemail, which we could do right now. What happens? I've never, I have never. I called it, and it didn't work. Oh. Well, it gives you a voicemail, and it talks about ordering pizza. Do you have a headache? Like you, you've had your bit. finger on your head. Oh, a little bit, okay. A little bit. Um, okay. I just, oh, I'm glad I noticed that. It's okay. Um, Observant. But know. anyway, the pizza thing, like, yeah, you call it and it's got a message. Uh, yeah, I called it and I, it didn't fucking work. Yeah. I don't know. Goddamn T-Mobile. Not really. I got the same carrier you do. <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> Damn other things that could be in play. Man, this goddamn cell phone tower by my house. Out by the cereal factory. So, uh, okay. So anyway, back to Stranger Things. Great. 
So what is your Mount Rush? I hate to have these conversations, but what is your Mount Rushmore of shows? Um, I don't know. Probably, I I haven't given this a ton of thought. I don't I don't really have a Mount Rushmore of shows. I have them on movies. Okay, okay. And which, which is, don't be a menace. Don't and... be a menace to South Central by drinking your juice in the hood. Beavis and Butthead do America, which, by the way, Askasters, go check out Beavis and Butthead do the universe. Fucking that's, incredible. That's another one you weren't there to talk about. That was fucking amazing, Andy. I thought I talked to you about that. Uh, no. no, like on the phone, but we talked about uh, Beavis and Butthead on the podcast last week. Oh, I thought we talked about it before on a previous podcast. Did we? Oh, I think, yeah, because we recorded before. Yeah. yeah. Man. And then South Park the movie is my third. You, I... <laughs> I that I don't I love I, it's under I underappreciate South Park the movie, um, right. and especially with how much. Sorry, I, Chef. <laughs> Sorry, you have to lead the brigade. Check out my big salty bars. If you want my big and salty bars, that's probably the worst Chef impression ever. But um, it was and especially good. especially as much as I love what Matt and Trey do. Um, basically, oh, you're on a first name basis with them. Uh, hello, wow. Um, most people are. Um, what they did with basketball, uh, if you haven't seen basketball, fucking hilarious movie. Um, Ted Danson's in it, I think. No, Ted Danson's not in it. Um, but it's just one of the best movies. It's just funny for the sake of being funny. Um, and then they have another movie called Orgasmo, which is lesser known. Um, it's a little out there, but it's funny. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, they had uh, Team America World Police, which is a absolute fucking dynamite classic. Um, the, the theme song might be even better than the movie, and the movie was amazing. Um, and I think your favorite scene from Team America is the puppets fucking. I mean... It's one of the best things in cinema history. <laughs> Just marionettes fucking. So, I mean, some people throw out there, they're like, oh, well, my favorite movie is Shawshank Redemption, and my next favorite movie is Gone with the Wind. Like, fuck you people. Like, do you know good movies? Come on now. Nope, those motherfuckers aren't watching Don't Be a Menace to South Central while drinking juice in the hood. Anyway, back, back to our show. And... What the Mount Rushmore could have been. I still have Game of Thrones up there very high. By the way, House of the Dragon comes out this Sunday. Yeah. Um, Game of Thrones, even though they rushed the living fuck out of the end of it, the, the overall quality of what they did for the, I believe, seven seasons, fuck you, don't tell me that the last fucking few episodes ruin the whole goddamn thing. I like thing. the last episodes. I've been a fan. I have been a staunch supporter of the last episodes, and I loved how it ended. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. So I don't I don't need this bullshit about George R.R. R. Martin didn't know what he's doing. Let that, let that old bearded He's fuck... still writing the last one, isn't he? Well, he's he's been doing Winds of Winter for about, I don't know, going on probably about a decade. But... It's okay, George. 
he still got that 1985 MacBook fucking firing. Let let me just say this as far as Game of Thrones versus Stranger Things. I could say that there are many, many, many more times that something happened in Game of Thrones that I didn't see coming as opposed to Stranger Things where I was like, "Uh, okay, Vecna's coming after Max. I know how this ends. Everything's going to be fine. Didn't have to worry about it. Didn't get my anxiety up. Wasn't worried about it. Good for you, Vecna. You've got a really nice, deep voice, and you sound kind of scary, and you look a little bit, quite honestly, like some of the White Walkers from Game of Thrones, just without the blue eyes. So, okay, gotcha. But I knew exactly what was happening in Stranger Things. So, Stranger Things, I'll give you a quality... As far as uh, all-time season rating of shows, eh, probably like 34. <laughs> I, uh, if we had time, I would ask you to name 34 shows. But I, I, we don't... Samson I, I, and Son? No. <laughs> no, no, that's not how you we're going to... No, that's not how we're going <laughs> to fill our time, boys and girls. We're not going to fucking do that. I'll tell you that much right now. Um, Andy, I have a feeling your headache is getting to you. It is, yeah. Um, so I will let you uh, tap off with your last final words, and then uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll say my thing, and then we'll just get the fuck out of here. And Here's my last final thing. The U.S. Mullet Championship... <laughs> Is one of, of all of all the shit, all the shit we missed. You go to the national mullet. <laughs> I one, love it. Is one of the best things ever. So we we understand that we have. I think okay. So the the planet as a whole is just about to go north of eight billion people, and the United States is going to go three go north of three hundred thirty million, and of those people. There is a special select branch that have mullets. And some do it for fun, and some do it to be professional. And in the U.S. Mullet Championship, they do it to be professional. They have a men's division. They have what's called a fee mullet division. They have a What? A fomullet. I think I called it is a that the, Is that the actual that's, that's the women's. That's the women's division Dude, of mullets. That is a, that's a word for snatch. Feet a fomullet. I used to have a shirt that said snatch, but... Whatever. Yeah, like I just went down on her fomullet. You've got teenagers. <laughs> you've got the kids division. I mean, it's just like... It's like... I think it's like clay shooting, I think, basically. They have a division for everything. Anyway, <laughs> what they've done with the mullets is fairly amazing. Now... A couple things I've noticed. It's all white kids. Also, it's white kids that have of blonde hair. Of course it's all white kids. Just a couple things I've noticed. Also, white kids with blonde hair. I'm not seeing a lot of... Why is, it, why is that? I, I don't know. No. Huh. But... That's a good observation. It's always blonde-haired kids. There's it's never there's the never brunettes, brunettes never and the, never the redheads. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's never like a, as squirrely as the males can be in their times of always growing mullets. Always the blondes. Yeah, no, like no obscure colors either, like a blue one. Now, a good mullet apparently in the U.S. Mullet Championship requires you actually shaving off both sides to a certain extent above the ear and then going down 
So you shave each side of your head. And then now what they're doing with mullet children and and famullets. Person first language, Andy. Children oh, with mullets. Oh, oh, excuse me. The children of the mullets. So now what they're doing is they're they're actually like inscribing different things into these sides that they've cut out. So like there were two children from the, the child's division that apparently weren't good enough to play AAU basketball, but they're good enough to get a mullet shaved in their head. Those little kids, they had American flags in the Dude, side of their head. Those those kids weren't playing any basketball. The, the only sports those kids were participating in is NASCAR or go-karts and fishing. <laughs> yes, hash, hashtag BassCasters, by yeah, the way. Hey, yeah, yeah, BassCasters, we're with you. So, this is now turned into your favorite podcast. Now, what, what I wish I knew more of before this particular podcast I wish I knew more about the names of the people that were participating because I know that I saw... I I can pull that up. I know that I saw something before uh, we did this podcast that had some of the names of the participants, and it was brilliant. I Uh, mean, it was great. I believe I have it here. Um, The ESPN penis thing was funny, too. You're welcome. Um, Was that you? That was a good one. Oh, here, that little boy... Little boy in Wisconsin advancing in U.S. Mullet Championship. Well, good for you, Wisconsin, by the way. U.S.A. Mullet. I wouldn't think Wisconsin. Well, I don't know. It's guess, almost Canada. Um, hey, Canadians ha- can have great mullets. I'm uh, telling you, 19, it's close. 1980s and 1990s NHL will prove that. Mm-hmm. Mullet. Oh, there it is. All right, we are pulling it up. Here are the kids. Oh, boy. All right, we've got Emmett. He is from Carthage, North Carolina. Good for him. Um, he made it to the finals of kids division sporting this blunt baby fringe haircut. I am. Uh, this is from NPR.org. Thank you, Vanessa Romo, for uh, your coverage. Your investigative reporting. Uh, yes, your great coverage top to bottom of the National Mullet Championships. Side to side. USA Mullet Championships, excuse me. Um, if you ask casters wanted to know, uh, contestants pay $10 to enter. Um, all the donations in quarters, I'm sure. <laughs> um, all the donations are going to the Michigan Wig Foundation for Kids, so that's an awesome cause. Something I did not know. It's for what? It's for the Michigan Wig Foundation for Kids. So I don't even chi- know what that is. So children with, I'm assuming, like conditions like childhood cancer who lose their ha- hair. Oh, yeah. So it's a awesome. great fucking cause. Um, and uh, first, pri- first place takes home twenty five hundred dollars in uh, prize money. Um, we have, this is a great name, Rustin, <laughs> and do you want to know where Rustin is from, Andy? <laughs> the bottom of a tire? Andy, Rustin is from Pocahontas, Arkansas. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> Holy fuck. All right, we got another one. Uh, I'm just going to turn the big... Pocahontas, Arkansas. All right, here we go. Stop it. This is fucking good Oh, my God. All right, so we got Rustin from Pocahontas, Arkansas. He can be seen here. I think he's holding what looks to be a... Uh, I don't know what he's holding A children's three-wood. Oh. A a snake I thought that was a cobra head. It could be a king cobra golf head. I don't know. Rustin... uh, What a mullet. Rustin doesn't seem to know, like... He knows... Uh, I can't what? believe there's a logo, Askcasters. There is literally a logo 
We will put this on our Twitter. There is a logo that says Kids Mullet Championship, and there is a kid with fucking aviator glasses. It is amazing. Yeah. Rustin doesn't look like he he's young. I don't even think he knows he's being photo. No, I don't think he knows what the fuck's going on. I don't think he knows his name's Rustin. That might be a girl. <laughs> did, did I tell you I worked with uh, Wally and I worked with a girl named Rusty? And she Shackleford? No, oh. uh, that was my hockey stick's name. Oh, but no, her name was Rusty, and she had a cat stuck in her uh, engine one day oh, at work. I'm glad you said engine. <laughs> Here is Cash. Cash. Cash is from Ulysses, Kentucky. Um, none of oh. none of the people in Ulysses, Kentucky, he, have he, read Ulysses. He, he, oh my god! Oh my god! He's from Guns and Roses. <laughs> <laughs> Is he though? He looks more of like a Wookie. Uh, also fair. Um, guys, Cash has a, um, and this is gonna go against Andy's um, his observation earlier. Cash has the rare redhead mullet. Mm. Um, kind of a strawberry blonde in the sun. Um, Baker's. I don't know. Just whoever chooses. Whoever where the sun's coming at. Um, Rustin, uh, looks like he actually knows that his, or no, this is not Rustin, excuse me, this is named, this is Cash. This is Cash. Um, of course, cause, you know. Cause you have to hide it before everything goes to shit. Yeah, and when, oh my goodness, we have our next, Epic! His name is Epic, Epic. from La Jolla, Texas. Yeah, and he is a brunette, so that's, that's another one going against Andy's theory. Epic from La Jolla, Texas proves that a full mullet effect isn't complete without a pair of reflective sunglasses. <laughs> he is not only pictured with the uh, large wraparounds, but he also has a nice little oh set of Oakleys. Um, <laughs> La Jolla, Texas. Um, oh. Oh, oh Fisher, Fisher. Fisher's is not so much a mullet as an... Uh, oh, my God. Fisher, Fisher has to braid his own hair at his belt level. Oh, um, my God. A mullet like Fisher's takes years to grow. The effort by the teen finalist from Hillard, Florida, could earn him the first place prize of $2,500. Um, I'll bet you everything I have right now that Hillard, Florida is on the panhandle. I, I will not take that bet. I'm going to go look it up right now. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's Fisher. Um, Fisher also looks high. I don't know if you got that from from the picture, Andy. Or uh, Yeah, your name's Andy. Um, yep, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. Those are, are those the rest of our contestants? Those are the rest of our contestants. Um. Yeah, so th- that w- those were your mullet champions. So anyway, that's my five minutes. I, <laughs> I actually I think took twenty minutes. I know. <laughs> uh, but no, that was a great, uh, great little trip down Mullet Road. Um, guys, I don't have much for you. I I have been talking to you guys steadily for the last nine weeks, so um, you're probably tired of hearing from moi. Um, we do appreciate the love, guys. Um, we will drop this episode on Thursday at 9 a.m. Like always, that is Central Standard Time. Follow us at, at, at AskCasters on Twitter. We are not at BassCasters. This is not a pondcast. Yet we're going to make that joke every fucking day. Um, we're, we can also be found on YouTube, guys. Uh, if you go to our Twitter page, you can find uh, our links to 3chai.com, who bring you the best Delta 8, Delta 9, Delta 10 products. Um, 
do we have anything else on there? I don't believe so. Oh, nope, we're still good. Um, guys, we'll, we sports are sports season's picking up. Um, football's starting. College football is starting in two weekends, I believe. And um, for myself, uh, our hockey season picks back up in October. Um, so we might have some broadcast from the rink. Um, we might have some of the boys on to the podcast. Currently, they're in Denver, Colorado at... Uh, some dumb country stars whiskey pub, um, or they're not, and Shaway's at a baking convention. Uh, oh, whichever story you want to believe. Cupcakes. Oh, he's cupcake. Yeah, he's the he's frosting. Uh, anyways, uh, guys, we love you, and um, that's it for me. Andy, do you have anything? Nope. We'll uh, we'll see you next week, Askasters. Peace, love, and chicken grease. Family.